Welcome! You found the Out of the Ordinary podcast, where we believe that the very best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm Christy Purifoy. And a few of my favorite ordinary summer things are roses in my garden, a dash through the lawn sprinkler, and fresh corn on the cob, grilled. And a few of mine are watermelons so sweet that the juice runs down your face and stains your elbows, campfires that smell of sweet pine cones, and vanilla-flavored iced coffee with cream that can crack any face into a grin. We hope these conversations help you see the extra hidden right in plain sight in your ordinary life, too. Get comfy. Here we go. Lisa Joe, our podcast, as you well know, is a conversation between two friends. But the conversations you and I have week after week then shift to other places. So maybe that's social media or the Blackboard Online. Or this week for me, it was WhatsApp with my sisters who <laughs> had to tell me how much they loved our exercise podcast a couple <laughs> weeks back. And, uh, <laughs> Were they laughing at me? They were laughing at you. Uh, Yes, they were. (laughs) I'll just say it out. They were laughing at you. I think they were also some some laughter at my expense as well, because my sisters are, um, let's just say, they are better or more enthusiastic exercisers than I am. So there was some um, gentle ribbing about my choice to do yoga rather than um, (laughs) beach body or... (laughs) So I had to tell them, I said, maybe if they called it peaceful body, I would <laughs> I would do it. But anyway, so conversations have been happening in these other places. And I know, having spoken with you before we hit record here today, that you and I have both been very sweetly inundated with concerned messages, letting us know that really, Lisa Joe, you do need proper equipment and clothing for <laughs> if you are going to continue your running My journey. Running. <laughs> Well, so we are referencing a podcast episode from two weeks ago that's called Know Your Limits, K-N-O-W, Know Your Limits. And I think this is so funny because I actually was talking to my teenage son yesterday, Jackson, who actually came up with that phrase in a conversation he and I were having about running where I was bemoaning my horrible non-running abilities. And he told me it's not about no limits. It's about you need to know your limits. And that is how you set appropriate goals and you don't hurt yourself when exercising. And he is my, you know, incredibly horrifyingly 15-year-old body fit kind of fit. (laughs) But um, yes, he has said the same. It's funny because so many people have messaged me and he said, I told you, mom, I told you (laughs) because all these people are concerned (laughs) about my very sad non-running shoes that I run in. And so three weeks into running, my knees hurt so bad. And I just assumed it's because I'm out of shape, you know, like at some point that pain will pass. But in speaking to now several people, including my father, who is a doctor and runs still at 70 something, he said, no, no, my darling, my darling, that's not normal at all. (laughs) I was like, oh, I have my cruise control on my car. I have to use all the time because I can't flex my knee properly to hit the pedal because it hurts so badly. (laughs) So, yes. Proper equipment for these new parts of our lives apparently is a thing, and running shoes has become one of them for me. 
So I'm really excited, Lisa Joe, to have a conversation about, let's call it proper equipment for ordinary life <laughs> in extraordinary times. <laughs> Uh, because really, whether we're in the middle of a pandemic or, you know, not, life is always throwing extraordinary or at least unexpected things at us, and it helps to have the right equipment. So yeah. I think this conversation will be both fun and also, um, I hope, super practical. So do you want to go first? Because I feel like yours, Since you know, so what are you going to do about your about running shoes? What, what, <laughs> what will help? Tell me. Right, right. Well, I mean, I do. So I am... I'm just cheap, I think, a lot of the time. And I feel like there's always ad campaigns to get us to buy the next best, greatest thing. And I just don't believe it's actually going to make a difference. I There, I've said it. I confess to everybody. This is how I feel about things, okay? I have often felt like Nike and Adidas and all of that is just like this big puff piece they put out there to suck us in to pay money. And it's what I'm convinced of. Well, I have been running for three weeks on a pair of shoes bought at a... I won't say the name of the store, but like sort of one of those large discount stores that we all shop at all the time. They were $7 is how much the shoes oh. cost, okay? <laughs> and like, wow, <laughs> Chrissy's face is so shocked right now. Yes. I did not expect that number. <laughs> yes. I think they were like an end of season, you know, and they're like okay, this okay. very light material. And I thought that was, you know by design, but it's probably just because it's really cheap. And so the soles, and I use that word in quotation marks, <laughs> are just essentially like a piece of cardboard, like with some foam wrapped around it. It's essentially <laughs> what it boils down to, okay? So they're fine for walking places. They're fine. But I have been running this 1.8 miles every day. So it's like, you know, 10 miles a week. And cannot understand why my knees hurt so badly. <laughs> I'm laughing. Now that I say it, like I'm hearing it for the first time. <laughs> and it's like off road. There are these rocky, pebbly trails and whatnot. And I have just been like doing all these stretches and not understanding why I'm in so much pain. <laughs> so I started getting messages from friends who run. And I discount those too, because I think, well, they are runners. I'm not a runner. Like I <sighs> am doing this tiny little loop. That's it. Like that's, I'm not running 30 miles. I'm running 1.8 miles a morning. But the more messages I got, the more I started to pay attention as loving, kind people <laughs> said to me, Lisa Joe, and in your words, Christy, these are, this is not the proper equipment <laughs> for running. <laughs> At 46, let's be honest, okay? That's a large part of it. And I finally broke down and asked a friend who lives overseas, and she's an amazing runner, and asked her what would she recommend, and she runs about 40 or 50 miles a week, and she's this huge, like, running tech nerd. And she said to me, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And she started sending me suggestions. And the problem is I get choice paralysis. Like, if I go mm -hmm. into a shoe store or online, I get so overwhelmed, and that feeds into my narrative, like, this is all designed to trick you to spend money, so just go back to the store you're used to and buy your $7 shoes or whatever. But I had a friend break it down for me and explain like what different shoes do, how the technology is designed for shock absorption. She asked me questions. Are you running on trails? Are you on sidewalks? Are you on the road? Hadn't even occurred to me that that would make a difference. I'm like, well, I run on a lot of like pebbly trails and there's <laughs> ups and downs. And she's like, oh, oh, it's so bad for your knees. Like you have oh. to get the proper equipment. 
So I, so this is kind of like a twofer. So one was realizing, oh, I might actually need shoes that can do the job for me. The other one was realizing I don't like going to stores. I know some people enjoy that. I do not. But what was great is she just sent me these links to Amazon. And I know we can have feelings pro or con Amazon. But in these days, what's super convenient is they then just, I just was able to pick the three shoes she recommended. I ordered all three of them to come to my house so I could try them all on. And then I was able to ship back, like, what wasn't right for me? And what was fun is, as I started doing that, then my teenager, who's really into shoes, he would come in and look at the shoes and evaluate and ask me questions, like, where does it hurt? Where does it feel tight? And I'm like, oh, it's really, like, here on the top arch of my foot is really sore. And he's like, okay, that's because this one has doesn't have, what does he call it, like a tongueless design. He said, see how the seam, this has a tongue that has a seam, and it's chafing on this part of your foot, and you are running in this way. So what you really want, and that he like knew what shoes are being designed so that the the tongue is completely seamless. It's actually part of the body of the shoe so that you don't have any transition or any seam that will chafe you. And I felt like I was having a revolutionary experience. I was like, oh, this is why people care about shoes Mm -hmm. because it actually makes a difference. So both getting the right shoes and I confess to you after three weeks of running in my pair of cutoff leggings, (laughs) I actually, so I also, because I just don't believe it. I don't believe I need Fabletics. I don't believe, oh gosh, they're never going to want to sponsor us if they ever get interested (laughs) in partnering with us. I just feel like it's good enough. And I think that it is. I feel like in my brain, I don't want to set a bar so high that I have to spend all this money or do all these things. But I did get on Amazon and find a cheapy, you know, non-Febletics. I wasn't willing to pay that price, but I found a less expensive version of essentially sort of that workout, you know, material that wicks away sweat is what it says, you know, pair of short yoga type shorts to run in. So I, the first day I ran in them, I was like, oh, wow, like, don't oh. keep falling down in the back. You're and right. like, I don't feel like my whole inner thighs don't feel drenched in sweat by the time I get home. I was so astonished that these like $11 pair of running shorts would actually be worth it, you know? So I'm just here to confess that sometimes it is worth having the right tools for the thing we're trying to do. But I stick by the fact that I needed to take small baby steps because for me, it's about telling myself I'm not becoming a runner. I'm just a person who doesn't want her knees to hurt because she's trying to stick with this one habit every morning. If I upgrade myself to anything beyond that, I know that my brain will short circuit and it will feel like too much pressure. So I'm just adding into kind of like in your kitchen as you get easier newlywed and you might be like, oh, I do actually need a cheese grater or mm-hmm. a garlic <laughs> press or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, initially you might not think you want those things. You add them slowly. And so these have just been a few. So both good shoes, uh, pants that are much less sweaty than I'm used to and uh, using Amazon for the shipping. And I'm going to make a note about this is so interesting too, Christy. Did you know that when they ship you something from Amazon, the big sort of big plastic bag it comes in, when you tear that open, there's actually an inside strip that's sticky that you can peel off to seal it back up again to send back whatever you need to return. Elisa Joe, It's blowing my mind. Yes. There uh, you go. Uh, <laughs> yes. Pay attention. I did not know. I didn't know. Yeah. Talk about practical equipment yes. for ordinary living. That's And I've that's been good. trying all these things on. And so yeah. I've, you know, I've had more than one pair of shorts and all these shoes. And I 
I was astonished when I was reading, I was reading something about their return policy and it said, yeah, you just, and I looked inside the bag and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to just duct tape the outside together like I've been doing. It's actually designed for me to make a return with this bag. So yeah, it's amazing. I Okay. I, I Sorry. I have a follow-up question. How did you figure that out? Did someone tell you? No, because I, so I've been doing returns to Amazon for years where I just Uh glue it all up because usually it's a box, you know, but I have all these bags now, these shipping bags with kids' clothes and stuff. And then uh, Jackson had got a present for his birthday and he wanted to return it and make an exchange. And you know how there's like that gift receipt that comes with an Amazon present? Mm -hmm. Do you ever see those? Yeah. And it has the little QR code. Okay, here's another thing I learned this week that's so great for practical life. So I thought you needed a QR reader, like you have to download an app in order to be able to read that. You don't. If you have a smartphone, you literally just open your camera put it over that QR code. You don't even push the button to take a photo and instantly a web page pops up with the direct link to whatever QR code you're scanning. So with the Amazon gift receipt, the QR code takes you then to this page you see on your phone and it says, what would you like to do? Send a thank you card for the gift, do a return or exchange. And I clicked return or exchange. And then the box popped up and said, you're so welcome to make an exchange. We won't even notify the sender that you returned this gift. They actually say (laughs) And then they say, um, they have the instructions and they explain that the shipping package that it arrived in has, if you look on the inside, a strip you can peel off in order to use it for your return. Wow. Okay, Lisa Jo, so we can end this conversation now, having (laughs) gifted our listeners with so much good advice. Okay, come back next week for part two. No. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I'm glad we sat down and had that conversation because, yeah, Amazon's a part of my ordinary life as well, especially especially during these days when stores have been closed. Right. um, Yeah. Okay, so I kind of have it an Amazon story. Um, My first, I guess my first offering here in this conversation for equipment I have recently acquired (laughs) that is already transforming my ordinary life. So I had been talking with a good friend, um, a friend we've mentioned on the podcast before, Amy Knorr, who is um, a longtime friend of mine and is our chaplain in the Black Barn Online and just always has good advice. Oh my goodness. So uh, I was talking with her about, you know, just these unprecedented times and and um, moving into this new season and having my children home from school. And and she was recommending um, really prioritizing self-care. And I told her, I said, Amy, I know what I need. I need silence <laughs> and I need solitude. I know I need those things, but they feel impossible. And they feel like I've been now living really without them for months and months, and I feel more than ever the need for them, but it just feels impossible. And so, bless her. This is why she's a good friend. Her first response was just, I hear you. It's so hard. But later, she came back into this, we were texting into this text conversation and said, Christy, have you ever thought about noise-canceling headphones? Hmm. And my response, I think at first was like yours. I too just don't, I don't like when it feels like some problem can be solved by buying something. Right. I don't know why. I just really resist that. Right, I, me too. Yeah. I, I feel like, no, there, sh- there, ha- there has to be some other solution. I mean, number one, because buying something just isn't always within our power. It's not an option everyone has. And I don't know. So I just mentally block it out. But I, because... Amy is who she is, and she has seldom guided me wrong. I did listen, and I told her, 
you know, that's actually a good idea. I'll, I'll consider it. So for about a day, I just thought about it. And um, then it was the next day, <laughs> and my younger two, who love each other, play constantly, but as summer has crept on, the bickering has really grown to new levels of high-pitched <laughs> awfulness. <laughs> I was listening to them again and feeling so overwhelmed by the noise of the bickering, but also I could tell, and I've been realizing with them, I need to leave them to work it out on their own. I can tell that they're they're actually pretty good at doing that sometimes. And I need to not intervene too quickly all the time. But the problem is I need it to stop. <laughs> I just need it to stop. So I keep inter- intervening and, and interrupting them and, and trying to help them through it just so the noise stops. But I was listening to them and realizing, okay, I, I need to let them work it out. What do I do? And that's when I realized, oh, noise-canceling headphones. This would be a moment for noise-canceling headphones. I could put them on my head, I thought, and maybe just not hear this thing that that isn't a noise I need to attend to because I've already, I've heard it and I've made the decision. I need to just leave them alone. Um, but I also need to not hear this noise. <laughs> <laughs> I need so, to not hear it. Yes. So I'm kind of like you, like I'm overwhelmed by choice. I, I don't like buying things. I certainly don't like going to stores. But in that moment, I could feel just like my stress level going up, 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 up. And I did this thing that I'm not necessarily recommending that our listeners do, but I will admit I did it. I pulled up the Amazon app on my phone. I searched noise-canceling headphones. I did a super quick search for the least expensive ones that still had very good reviews. Um, There are apparently some very fancy noise-canceling headphones you can buy. So I don't know anything about those, (laughs) but I hit the little swipe which I, I never do. It's I always so feel like anytime I do yes. purchase, I want to do it slowly and thoughtfully and do my research and, you know, check in with my husband. I did not do any of those things. I just swiped my little finger and it told me that the headphones would be on my front porch the very next day. Nice. And they were. <laughs> wow. Wow. So Lisa Joe, I've used them now. I'll, I'll admit only for um, maybe two days. And Yeah, Amy was right. Amy was right. Really? In this season where I cannot ever really be alone in my own house, but do still have a need for quiet and a, a need to get away. I cannot physically get away right now, like many other people. These headphones, they're like I put them on and it's like now I'm in a little room with the door shut and and soundproof walls. So, yeah, they're they're doing the job. Talk to me about how they work more. So, do they make right. noise? Like, is there music playing in your ears? Or is it literally no. like it's just a muffler? You put it on and it just it, turns off the yeah. world. So, even like putting them on my ears before I even turn them on, they muffle things, right? And they're okay. so comfy and big. So, they're not like earbuds, which I hate. I hate having little pokey things in my ears. They're they're big and fluffy and they fit over your ears. Okay. Fluffy is actually the right word. They're like little pillows. They're pillows. <laughs> they're little pillows on your ears. They are. So they feel good. I put them on and everything's muffled and immediately I'm like, oh, okay. But then you flick it on and there's two on settings. And actually I'm still figuring this out. So I'm not entirely sure if I'm gonna if I've got it figured out. But there's two settings. The first setting is just to connect to my phone or device or computer and play um, you know, 
people could listen to this podcast. Um, I can play music. Um, I can listen to an app I'm about to tell you about in a few minutes. Um, so I can I can connect it to my phone. I can listen to Audible books. So I've been listening to, um, I finished up a, a mystery novel I've been listening to on Audible. So that's the one setting. But then if you push the button a little more, it says, I think it actually says NC, <laughs> which I'm assuming stands for noise canceling. And that one um, doesn't play anything, but it, it, I don't know what happens. It's not like listening to white noise, which I think is what I always thought it was. Right. Which I don't like, which is why I've always hesitated right. to get them. It's more like all of a sudden there's this stronger muffling and things just go quiet. Wow. It's it's really hard to explain. So I have no idea. Perhaps our listeners will message us and tell us what is this technology. Um, if it's actually bad for my brain, don't tell me. I <laughs> don't need to know. <laughs> well, now you know. Everybody's going to want to know what pair you're using. So we'll have to put that link in the show oh, notes. Oh, we will. We, we will. are not. And you guys, we're not trying to get you to buy stuff. Like, no. and I, my first instinct <laughs> is to not share the link, but then I'm going to get a hundred messages of like, but which right, are the ones right. Christy's using? And I too now I'm wondering which are the ones Christy's using, so I don't have to do research. So we will add the link, um, but you know, it's really up to you whether you use it or not. And maybe you're just curious to go and read about them. Yeah, but they're like my little room, like pillows for my ears that, what was that old? Do you remember this old, I don't know if you would have seen them um, growing up. Maybe they didn't play in South Africa, but growing up, I remember distinctly back when I used to like watch television with commercials. <laughs> there would be these commercials for Calgon, Take Me Away. Does that sound no. familiar? <laughs> okay. I have no idea what that is. This is a thing. Oh, wait, I'm going to guess. Even... Calgon, what is that? What could that be? Is that a like, Calgon, Take Me Away? Is it like a bed that you sleep in and dream of something? <laughs> is it a travel agency? I have no idea. I actually, I can't remember for sure, but it was either, I think it was bubble bath or oh. it was some kind of bath oil or it was a soap. It was something related to bathing. Relaxation. I <laughs> but it was like you, you, you poured a bath basically and used the Calgon, whatever it was. And it was always these commercials of like weary mothers and, you know, women of my current age, uh, you know, getting into the bath and being sort of taken away to a tropical <laughs> paradise or something. So I feel like headphones take me away. Yeah, <laughs> what those women really need is a pair of noise-canceling headphones while they're in the bath. I'll see really, the as we all know, <laughs> cannot actually appreciate it because there's a kid knocking on the door inevitably. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is really more than recommending headphones. I feel like maybe this is what I, I'm learning and maybe this is what I pass on. Part of resisting the idea at first was this sense that I am the mom in this house and my children are home and I need to hear everything that is going mm. on at all times. Mm. That's my job, right? right? What if there's an emergency? What if, you know, I, my brain goes to these places? And there's some truth in that. And I think what I, I'm receiving is that actually I need to let go enough <laughs> to step into a quiet place and say, right now, I actually don't know what my children are up to. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, with safe, you know, if you have young children and toddlers, right, right, you know, right. be different. safe for sure. But the, the truth is my husband is home now. He's working at home right. too. So why do I think I have to be the one always who's on, whose ears are open? I don't have to be. Right. My situation doesn't actually demand it. I have just put that pressure on myself. Um, and so I think that's the bigger thing that I'm receiving is that I'm now I have some practical equipment to do the thing that I probably always needed to do, which was take time 
for myself to step away, um, to be in the quiet, and then come back to my children um, instead of what I I believed is that, no, no, it's up to me to always be on, to always be, you know, office door open, ears open, paying attention. And sometimes maybe um, we can just say, God, you've got it, and I will put the headphones on. So that's that's what I'm learning to do. That's a good one. I really like that a lot. Basic tools for ordinary living. This mm-hmm. is definitely a good one because it's so basic. I think the next thing I wanted to share, it's one of those things where it really is so basic and it might not be described as a tool, but it is one of those things though that has become like a tool to me because I am holding on to it like like a guardrail as I like continue to navigate the fall and it's bringing me so much joy. So Chrissy lives in a place where gardening is secondhand to her and she's surrounded by like plants that could eat her. They are so big. <laughs> and I do not live like that, but I have this one baby plant. <laughs> I could get emotional when I talk about it. I feel like it's a child that Christy <laughs> gave to me a year and a month ago, July 27th. She gave me a potted jasmine plant. And it's significant because jasmine is the smell of my childhood outside of the tiny cottage in South Africa where we lived when we brought baby Jackson home. There were these two jasmine plants on either side of the door. And you would, I mean, in the evenings, almost be knocked over by the scent of the jasmine. It was so strong, so beautiful. And it's, you know, how smells can just transport you. So when I smell jasmine, I am like, I'm either 18 again and going on first dates, or I'm a new mom with a baby, or I am remembering my own mother when she was sick and we would come home from visiting her in the hospital. Like, jasmine is the smell that takes me home. And Christy gave me this jasmine plant. It was so beautiful, too. It's in this hanging planter that's a turquoise teal color, also my favorite thing. (laughs) And it has this lovely knotted rope so you can hang it. And when she gave it to me, I was so moved. And then I was immediately terrified that I would kill it because I care about it so much. As evidenced by the fact that when we left after this meaningful weekend, I forgot the jasmine at her house. And (laughs) she had to bring it to me the next time she visited our house. (laughs) Not an auspicious beginning for this plant mother to forget her child. However, I have persevered and I have tended to that thing. I have moved it like through the winter. I was terrified it was going to die, trying to find sunny spots. Anytime there's a lot of sunny day, rushing it outside to be in the sun, watering it. Did I water it too much? Did I not water it enough? And this summer, like waiting, waiting, waiting for it to bloom. And in South Africa, they bloom in September which is sort of their their, uh, spring as they're going into spring. And for us, obviously, it's I guess I'm sort of thinking that's interesting because here they bloom at the end of the summer more here. So maybe I don't know why climate wise, maybe we're around the same time then with them. But I knew it would be like now, like July, August. Why hasn't it blossomed? Why hasn't it blossomed? And then I would have it outside. And then we had like these insanely hot days and I panicked completely because it had spent too long in the sun and it started to get that brown look and the leaves started shriveling. And I freaked out and like would bring it into the sink and drench it with water (laughs) and All of that to say that yesterday when I looked at my jasmine, there were these little buds everywhere, these little white buds. And this (laughs) morning when I went out there, I freaked out. I started taking a million photographs because there are blossoms, the first two jasmine blossoms. Unfortunately, I got so excited that I overhandled it and one of the blossoms fell off and I'm holding (laughs) it here in my hand and sniffing it as I record this episode. My point is simply this. 
Plants are things we completely overlook as being Mm -hmm, essential mm -hmm. or tools to daily life. But I will say this, for the cost of 10 or 12 bucks, you can pick up a plant that will last you this year I've lived with mine. And it gives me this sense of meaning and rhythm. Like there's, did I check the jasmine? Oh, it's raining now. I should move it out into the rain more. Or there's just deep sense of fulfillment um, and Purpose, is that weird to say, but somehow it's given me a connection to the outside, especially when we spend so much of our time inside on computers. There's something about this plant that's growing that reminds me about how there is a God who is changing the seasons and growing plants, and Jasmine is coming out into the world like it always has. It's this beautiful smell, and it's given me such delight. Like how I can't believe the level of joy I feel in this little baby plant that I have kept alive for a whole year. (laughs) Oh, I think that is so, so great. And I hope, actually, coming from you, I think it'll mean more to our listeners, because of course Christy will tell you... (laughs) Plants are the answer. <laughs> you need to feel connected to the earth and you need to do, you like care for something. And of course, but it's true. It's true. And you did it. And I love that it was a plant I gifted to you. That makes me really, really happy. And, you know, I'll say as well, as the gardener, I feel like I can give this sort of dispensation and say, if you get the plant and it dies, if you can't keep it alive beyond a year. Right, right. That is okay. Get another one. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's let's just be honest. The the real story of my life. So I mean, right. I'm comfortable that, with that. There yes. is no shame in that. I feel like a lot of people don't enter into this and receive the the goodness that um, green growing things can give because they think that they are required now that there's like garden police out there or house plant plant police <laughs> and they will be ticketed and fined if I don't know or just the shame will grow. But I'll tell you right now, like gardeners just learn to live with killing lots of things and we just keep tending other things and it just becomes a part of life. And I'll share as well. So I have, I don't feel this way. I no longer feel this way about little plants and house plants, but I plant trees here at Maplehurst and I do feel this way about trees. So if I plant a tree and then a deer eats it, oh, yeah. <laughs> which happens, or I don't water it perfectly or something, bugs come and destroy it. I feel really devastated and I feel like I failed and I feel like, why bother? And I won't plant any more trees. But um, uh, my husband and I have been getting to know this wonderful man, Don, who is a tree grower. He's amazing. And (laughs) when I first met him, one of the first things he said to me is, they're just trees. We can grow more. The trees, he was like, he was almost telling me, and he loves trees, but he's always telling me, he was almost telling me, these are not his words, but mine. He was almost telling me, oh, they're just trees. Like, there's always more. There's always more. We wow. can always grow more. Just plant them. Try. If they, you know, if it doesn't work. Basically, he was telling me about trees, how I already feel about geraniums or, right. you know, even potted jasmine. And for him, as a tree grower, it's true for trees as well. And huh. so, that took so much pressure off. And now, yeah. I no longer look out and feel the same guilt and shame <laughs> yeah. over the trees that are not doing so well or that I failed to stake or I failed to, you know, fence off with chicken wire so that groundhog didn't get to it or whatever. Um, instead, I just, it's just trees. Just, you know, keep keep going, keep trying. So if it's true for trees, Lisa Joe, it is true for jasmine, it's true for African violets, it's true for a little pot of lavender on your windowsill. In a sense, they're disposable. We do our best because the goodness comes from caring for them. But if they die, we toss them under the shrubbery and we get ourselves another plant. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. I like that. So Lisa Joe, I use my headphones 
now, sometimes while watering my own potted plants, and I listen to um, an app. So this is my second practical equipment for ordinary life. I listen to the Pray As You Go app, and I do this daily. And I love this app. And anytime I've mentioned it online or in conversation, I've heard from other people who also love this app. And actually, let me pull up what the little website actually says, what Pray As You Go says about itself. It says, um, so it's a daily prayer session. So most of them, they're like 12 minutes long. They always have a little bit of music and actually quite often, oh goodness, the I think they're from South Africa. Lady, what Lady is their says name? Black Mombazo? Yes. No they way. They often have, have music from them, which no. is so good, but they do a, a real variety of, of music. Wow. But yeah, yeah, it's often them. And I always love their gospel songs and so on. Um, so yeah, it's a daily prayer session, about 12 minutes. Um, I love, it's a whole new experience actually now listening to it through the noise-canceling headphones, but it'll have a little music and then it has scripture. And um, the nice thing is you can just like, it, it just makes prayer like uh, a door you can just step into really easily, which is what I need in my life. It doesn't have to be this big planned thing. Just if there's a moment, and for me, I do try to often do it in the morning. Um, maybe for someone else, it just might be right before bed. But it's literally pray as you go because it's right there on your phone. It can go into your earbuds, which is really just an easy way to enter into prayer. Um, and they had so they have a new one that's made for every day of the week. So you're getting like fresh content. Um, and then they have one prayer for the weekend. And you know, the other thing I love about it, I'm actually, so I don't know exactly who produces it, but it's clearly made in the UK. So they have different readers each week and they're always in the most exquisite UK accents. <laughs> so this week it's been um, a gentleman clearly from Scotland and I love it. I love it. But the voices are always, there. there's men and women. The voices are always just so beautiful to listen to. And um, the thing they do is it's not, I mean, there's other apps out there that maybe give you like uh, a thought for the day or a sermon or a Bible study. And that this is not that. Um, this is really a framework for your own prayer. So it offers a few questions, a little bit of music, a little bit of reading through scripture, which they always read through twice. And really, it's just prompting you into your own prayer time, which I really appreciate. And um, I love what they say. They say, our aim is to help you become more aware of God's presence in your life, to listen to and reflect on God's word, and then grow in your relationship with God. Um, so I, yeah, I'm really, really grateful for the Pray As You Go app that feels like, like a small thing, and yet it's just one of those little tools that I'm absolutely relying on these days. Um, and so, yeah, I recommend it. I love that. I have something similar. So I've heard of Pray As You Go before. I, I haven't used it myself, but now I feel like now I really should check it out. One of the things I've really loved is... There's another app, it's a Bible app called YouVersion, which probably most people have heard of, where you can download the Bible app, and it is where they will have like a verse of the day or whatever. In the past, I have like, if I see the verse of the day, clicked in and then read the whole section, because I feel like I want a little more than just a verse. But sometimes I also would like a little more direction around what I'm doing. What I love about it is when you log on, once I selected that I wanted to be able to see that, so I think what happens is like there an option you just choose from, and it's called Verse of the Day Stories, and it actually looks like an Instagram story. So when you when I open my U version app, 
there'll be these little, um, you know, rectangular slices up at the top. I can see the first cover of the slide and then I just tap on it and it opens up in my whole phone just like an Instagram story or a Facebook story would do. And it starts out with like a thought for the day like a prayer or reflection. And then there's a question. Like, so each slide will ask you that will eat, will offer you each of these. And then there'll be a slide that says, you know, how are you feeling today? And then you choose like, I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm angry. And it's usually related to the story. And then when you click again, there'll be a teacher then who will speak on whatever this verse or passage is. And it's delightful. There are people from all over the world. Like I nearly passed out the week N.T. Wright, who is my, like, I fan him so hard. Um, you know, sort of C.S. Lewis type guy from England when he was on there teaching. But they have teachers from all over the world. Some of them I know, some of them I don't. There's only like maybe four or five like story length teachings that they do. And then that you can click on the next slide and there'll be a longer passage you could read. And then the last slide is a prayer that you can end with. I love the design so much. I think it's because my brain is is trained to receive content that way these days since Instagram stories is something we're all doing. And I just love how interactive it is. I love how the, I guess I love how it looks. I love how the images slide and you just tap your screen just like you would for an Instagram story. And essentially you're getting this beautiful mini Bible Devo shared with you in this highly relatable way that we're used to experiencing. And for anybody who struggles with waking up and like wanting to hit Instagram first thing in the morning, I love this because it's essentially, it appears like you're having an Instagram experience, except it's with God and the Bible, you know, like (laughs) it's a total Jesus juke. But it really is good because I, there's something about your brain that can get wired Mm -hmm. to receive that. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm awake and I'm ready to do that now. Guess what? You can, but start here with Uversion Bible app. Get there. Um, what I keep forgetting what it's called. Verse of the day stories. And I wish I had a better instruction for how to find it within the app. But I'm assuming since we're all grown ups with good brains, we'll figure it out together. It out. But <laughs> it is there, um, and it's been rolling out across their app for a while now. So it's definitely worth. Definitely worth, I think you just click and sign up for it the same way you would with any other study plan they have in their free app. And just every morning, there it is. Like, it's so fun. And I'm always excited. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what it's going to be today. Who will the teacher be? Like, what's going to happen? And it's so easy, so basic. It doesn't cost money. version is totally free. Is Pray As You Go free? I wasn't sure. It is. I think so. Oh, that's great. I have to double check if I paid a little bit to begin with, but I don't think so. I think it's free as well. Yeah. Yeah. Christy and I are always yeah. about the free basic. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the free uh-huh. thing. Yeah. I don't upgrade. <laughs> but those are great, both of those. I know. And actually, it just reminds me that I think one thing I've discovered lately is that it for me, maybe it's it's not always about learning to put my phone down more. I mean, that's important, that discipline. But sometimes it's just having other options on my phone yeah. so that when I pick up my phone, right. like you were saying, I don't necessarily just go to Facebook or Instagram, but I might go to the Pray As You Go app. Or for me, having Audible on my phone and mm-hmm. actually always having something. I, um, I haven't always been an audiobook listener. I've just tended to like the paper books, but I'm realizing that it's just a good thing to add in because then when I pick up my phone, that's an option. And I've been getting through, you know, some really good books lately. So yeah, I feel like that just goes along with it. Although my last one, Lisa Joe, is so low tech. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> like you don't, you cannot get any lower <laughs> tech. <laughs> Bring it. My last one is in terms of practical equipment for everyday living that I have really been using lately. Trash bags, <laughs> big old kitchen size 
with the little uh, the strings ties. that you pull, what yeah. are the pull things, then yeah. you tie it up. So big old plastic trash bags. And the reason is, is that I've just realized lately um, how important it is that I throw things away, that I bag things up for donation or bag some things up to store in the basement, but clean them up and get them out because it's crazy how material clutter and excess clutters up your brain and your soul and oh my word and I just let it accumulate and lately I've just taken time to 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 get rid of it <laughs> and um, even if it means bagging some things up to donate and then just sticking them in the back of the car which I've done and of course then I just ride around with them for ages but eventually I get them to the thrift store um, and of course that making that a regular practice means I'm less likely or at least when I when I'm making a purchase, so when I pull up the Amazon app, I do think, is this going to end up in a year in one of those bags? I mean, it just gives you a little check of yeah. like, is this some, is this actually practical equipment that I, that is really going to um, be helpful in all these ways, or is this just something else that makes me feel good in the moment, but ultimately is just going to add to kind of this burden of stuff because stuff can burden us, and I feel like that may seem like it is directly uh, contradicts the the earlier part of our conversation where we mentioned some stuff that's helping us. But I think it's just to say that it is not either or, and we just use our wisdom and our discernment and, and the trash bags that I've been relying on lately are just helping me to do that, to really think through like what is good and necessary, um, even if it's just for a season and what I need to let go of and what I need to be careful about bringing into my house and so on. So, I love yeah, that the trash bags are piling up around here and it feels so good. <laughs> I love that, that our lost one is essentially the same because my lost one is also to do with getting rid of stuff. Ah. So, you know, Amazon might be the place where we acquire stuff, but I have recently become a big fan of Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. Mm, yeah. Not just yes. for acquiring, but for getting rid of. Because what's happened is there are more, there are things I want to be able to purchase. So, for example, both of our teenage sons can no longer fit in their bunk beds and need like bigger beds and they need desks for school. And I was starting to stress about that. Like, oh, there's more stuff I have to buy and how am I going to buy it? And I just pulled up Facebook Marketplace and it was really amazing. My sons, what I've asked them to do now is they do like little wish lists and they do research for us. Like, here's the kind of desk I like. And then I go on Facebook Marketplace and I use those exact words and we found a pottery barn loft bed full size with a wow. desk underneath of it wow. that retails for nearly four thousand dollars wow for four hundred dollars on facebook oh, marketplace it was brand new i mean we like we drove nearly an hour to get it but it's, it was a hundred percent worth it and now of course all the caveats right like i wouldn't go without peter to places mm -hmm. like that i make sure when sure. i'm talking to those people i check in and i talk and i understand do they sound normal mm -hmm. and kind <laughs> and helpful um right so discernment is key but it's the most gorgeous bed they had bought it for a toddler and then realized like there's no way toddlers going up and down this loft bed every oh. night. <laughs> When Micah was like, saw the little baby girl who was supposed to have this bed, and here's my giant, like five, <laughs> nearly five, six son, he couldn't believe, he was like, yeah, no, it's good they sold that to me. <laughs> uh, but that, it's been a game changer for us, both for acquiring and getting rid. So when we were getting that bed for Micah, we have this lawn furniture we've had for a long time, and it's really 
It's nice-ish, but the problem is when it rains here, we don't have a covered deck and I have to constantly take the pillows off else they get soaked and it's like this big drag and we never use it. We really just use the table and chairs we have outside. So I took pictures and I posted it to, I can't even remember if it was Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace and literally within an hour, like I had five different people like, I can come tonight and pick it up. And it's great because you can price it, you know, in a way that feels to you like it's still a win. Somebody else Mm -hmm. comes to pick it up. It doesn't get Mm -hmm. wasted. You make money that you can then pay for your kid's loft bed with. Like, it's been revolutionary to me. We had it. Even things you are giving away for free can have a cost to them. So, for example, we had this old, really rundown playground in our yard. Our kids don't use it anymore. It's really wobbly. It doesn't seem safe. And I'd much rather clear it out and maybe one day put a chicken coop there. And I put it up for free. Like I was like, because I knew there's a cost. If we were trying to get rid of it to trash it, we would have to disassemble it and hire some junk removal guys or, you know, whatever you have to do because the pieces are huge and we don't have a truck that size. And when I said it's free, but you have to come and disassemble yourself and remove it yourself. There was still like probably 15, 20 people competing to come and get the thing. In in retrospect, Peter said he wished we charged something for it. (laughs) But this guy showed up with his truck. It took him like half hour. He dissembled the whole thing with a friend. He said he was so excited. He said, that's the kind of thing you can't buy in stores anymore. It's really expensive, especially in the pandemic. Everybody wants outdoor play stuff for their kids. And he has a little daughter. And he said he's going to fix it up, he and his wife. And they're so excited. And It just felt really special to pass something Mm -hmm. on to him. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge benefit to us to get rid of it and not have to do it ourselves. So, yeah, just those free sites to, you know, give or receive things you're not using anymore has created for us the same thing, just clearing out. um, But with this really great sense of feeling like it got passed on or it's getting a new life here at our house. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's like the best kind of recycling. Ah, good. I'm, I'm, are you feeling, I'm feeling Better I do. I about feel my ordinary life. I like, feel- <laughs> <laughs> like approach it with wisdom, approach it with thoughtfulness, and um, and you know, take care of ourselves and others, which often involves like actual stuff, you know, right. material things, and that is okay. Um, if you know, we choose well and wisely, and and are grateful for what we've been given to live our ordinary lives well. Yeah, I'm, I love it. And if you're <laughs> listening, and there's some basic tool that has really helped yeah. your ordinary life, oh my goodness, please do come and share with us on Instagram. We love it. If you do it in an Instagram story, then we can reshare it, which is really fun to share with the wider community. So you can tag me. I'm at Lisa Joe Baker. And I'm at Christy Purifoy. And you can use our hashtag, hashtag out of the ordinary podcast. And it lets us then be able to crowdsource ideas for ordinary tools for these extraordinary times of ordinary life. If you enjoyed today's conversation, won't you take a moment right now, open up that podcast app and look for the subscribe button right next to our podcast profile image. And we think this podcast is best enjoyed with friends. So tell a friend. Click share episode in your podcast app and send a friend our link.